The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Afternoons with Mike right here on the Shepherd Radio Network. On the line with me, a very familiar voice to the weekend listeners of The Shepherd along the network in all of our cities. Jill Taylor leads the Choose Life Radio Network. And Jill, welcome back to my program. It's so great to have you on. It's great to be with you, Mike. Thank you for inviting me. This is a thrill. <laughs> well, I, we enjoy your program. My wife and I love it. You uh, you have such a great range of, uh, of guests that are on your show. And uh, recently, by the way, you had a good friend of mine, Dave Zanotti, was on your program. Yes. Oh, his interview was so well done. We did a, a series of four really dealing with the uprising that took place uh, in Washington, D.C., um, concerning our Roe v. Wade again. You know, here's this panic of we're not going to be able to abort our children all of a sudden. And so there's, it, it's just kind of an interesting scenario to watch. But yes, he did a great interview on that. We just finished up with Mary Sock. She's um, she she was very articulate and and has her own personal story. Um, uh, trying to come up here, uh, Janet Partial just finished up, and then um, oh, she's Glessner. great. Yeah, oh, yes, she's she's phenomenal. Yeah, and then Tom Glessner uh, rounded out. So those four names are for anyone who's listening are worth looking up and saying what what does their site say about the value of life, about the things that we can do in this nation to protect life. They're all four excellent people to listen to. They really are. And, you know, you're talking about something that is on the hearts and minds of every person, not just believers and not just those that are against the message of abortion and this blight that has taken over 60 million lives over the the last several years since 1973. But right now we're in a, a waiting time, waiting on the Supreme Court. And even earlier this morning, uh, more judgments were passed down now for the second time uh, from the Supreme Court. And, uh, you know, the, uh, what was not included were their rulings about Dodd or about Roe, although okay. Roe has uh, not been the uh, it's not been the primary focus of this whole debate. It's been the Dobbs case from Mississippi, but the implications and obviously with this most recent leak from the Supreme Court, uh, their correspondence, one with another, the justices. Uh, it has caused this great waiting game, and now the media's gone crazy. We're reading things. Uh, it's just awful, isn't it? Wouldn't it be awful to be a Supreme Court justice and well, have people standing outside your home? Which is illegal. I mean, they're not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to uh, harass them because the, our country is built on a judicial system. And if we don't honor it and, and we let it go in the trash, which is what happens when people 
try to destroy and throw bricks and destroy property on, you know, just it's, it's been wild the last year. Yes, it has. When that happens, it, it shows that we are in anarchy in essence and we're a democracy. It's okay for us not to agree with each other. It's okay for us to have different views and, and the reasons for those views. And I think every woman, for instance, who has experienced an abortion, even those who are out on the streets just waving the flag and saying, I, I deserved to be able to you know, abort. It's no problem for me. There's really pain in that, that experience. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go away. Um, and again, I, I, I've said, I, I've not ever gone through an abortion. I have, we have lost a child. We lost a six month baby, six month old baby. Mm. And so I know what that's like to feel that child moving to, and to think, oh, it's soon going to be here. And then to lose that, um, yeah, is yeah. very, very sad. But, but when you choose to lose that, you still have felt in some way a connection with another life it's not your life this is what everybody talks about it's my life and i can make my choice it's the other person's life yeah. that's going to bless you and that's what that's what god is giving you someone who will bless you you know that is so true and you know when uh, when you look at the movie unplanned uh, and abby abby gives her yes. uh, abby johnson gives her story uh, and we had a chance to meet Abby earlier this year. She spoke at an event in Tallahassee that I was uh, alongside for and led the music at that event and got to meet Abby and talk with her and then later interviewed her on my program. When you, you talk to people like this or hear their story, or in my case as a pastor for years, of talking uh -huh. to women who come in and they're burdened and you find out the reason they're devastated and have been for years, it dates back. They've never been able to get past the decision that they made to have an uh -huh. abortion. Uh -huh. I have never, Jill, in all of my years of counseling, which was 36 years as a, as a pastor, I never talked to any woman that had an abortion that was happy she had it. It just uh -huh. never happened. In all of those years. That's that's a long time of counseling. You know, I, you bring up a really good issue that I like to talk about, and that is my father was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. I think my great-grandfather was a pastor, but I'm not positive. He would have been on a horse riding around wow. as, as a pastor. But um, but the, the things that I have noticed with many, many pastors is a fear to hurt someone if they mention the issue of abortion. And I wish people would understand. I wish pastors would understand when you don't talk about this from the pulpit and then talk about the forgiveness that Jesus has, has paid for our sins. Mm -hmm. It's done. If you don't speak that the person in the, in the congregation either the man who insisted there be an abortion or the woman who has had one or several abortions thinks, you know what? He can't talk about that because it's a sin that, that can't be forgiven. We leave them in a place where they don't feel like they can go to the pastor because mm -hmm. the pastor never talks about it. 
And so the pastor is going to be disappointed in me. Now, what a blessing it is that over your 36 years, you had women and men probably come to you and, and talk about this. But there, therein lies a part of the problem in the church is mm-hmm. that many of the pastors just try to avoid talking about the issue of abortion. I think part of it is is that so often uh, American pastors right now have bought into the line that there are some things that uh, just due to maybe lack of, of education or lack of counseling, training from a professional standpoint. They see, I'm not a uh, licensed counselor, so therefore uh-huh. that kind of a thing. And how sad that is that we have come to that place to where we are now tossing over one of the the biggest issues uh, of uh-huh. certainly sinful behavior in the life. And we're saying, well, we're we're not qualified as right. pastors. We're not qualified to help them. And that's just not true. Yeah, and and you can still have someone on your staff that is a a licensed counselor. It's just, do you preach about it? Do you talk about it? Do you bring the subject up as one of the many things that we are entrapped with? Once Satan convinces us, just like Adam and Eve, once Satan convinces them that they deserve to know what that last fruit is, and so take a bite, it's it's okay. Mm Satan has used that well with every single generation since that. Here's what you're told you can't do. Go ahead and do it and see. It won't hurt. It, nobody's going to be mad at you. Nobody's going to be you know, giving you a hard time. Well, certainly not the abortionists. They're going to they're going to draw a good amount of money from you mm-hmm. and they're going to go to the next one and the next one and the next one. And praise God for the for the abortionists that are saved, who who can openly say, I did that. I'm so ashamed of that. And yet God has forgiven me. And now I'm, you know, now I'm on the rampage to let everybody know, don't, don't make that mistake. Yeah. You know, well, this is a time, isn't it, that uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of people, they're talking already about getting geared up for massive protests maybe uh-huh. even so violent protests. And we're praying that America will not uh, show the lack of restraint that we've seen in so many other instances where something happens, whether it be a racial motivated killing, and then uh-huh. there's all sorts of just crazy rioting. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But I, from what I understand, uh, the states across the country are getting geared up for that. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we find out that uh, this whole motivation that the left has for this, it's not just a, um, a a quiet little opinion that they carry. So this is these are fighting words, and they're 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 looking at this thing as war, and yeah. it could be it could look like war, sadly. Yeah, yeah, and I I I totally agree with you, and I think that this is where, as we started, you and I with prayer. We need to take the time every single day to pray for those women who are facing a challenge and making a choice and and just praying, God, let them hold on to that baby. Let them be healed by that baby Um, because that's the gift. That's the gift that God, only God can give. There's so many women who want to have a child and there are so many 
who have tried and tried and just can't. But adoption, oh my goodness, what a gift that is. Yes. So if you're willing to just go through the the period of the nine months, <laughs> you'll you'll either make one of two decisions. You'll either say, I have fallen in love with this child and I cannot give that child away. I love this child, which is what God tries to bond into us mm -hmm. with a pregnancy. Or you're going to say, I love this child enough that I gave life but I know I can't handle this right now. So I'm going to search for one of the many women and men who are hoping to have a child through adoption. And then you get to choose. You literally get to choose who you, who you want to parent. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes those are relationships that they share then, you know, that, so we went through an adoption. I think I, I've mentioned that to you. We yes. Went the last time really we talked, sweet yeah, the, a real sweet adoption. And, and having his mom in our home and staying with us periodically, it was just really a good experience for us to get to know her, to understand and have her see how proud she can be of that little life that she allowed to live, you know? You know, so. there's a big buzzword going around right now in America, and it's disinformation. And I can't think of a single subject that there's been a greater sense of disinformation about in our culture than this issue of abortion. I mean, what is out there, what women are told when they go to Planned Parenthood or when they go to an abortion clinic, yes. it is not accurate information they're given no. at all. They're lied to. They're told that what's there in their womb, in their body is just tissue. It's not, it's not right. alive. It's, it's a blob. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah, a blob grief. of flesh. Yeah, And it just needs, you know, you cut it off and it's so incredible that they treat the life that God puts in that, that womb. They, they treat it like, like something that can just be cut away with no, with no recompense at all, with no issue, uh -huh. with no uh -huh. ramifications. And again, uh, just years of talking to women who go back and they realize even if they in the moment thought they were doing what they wanted to do. Later on, when they realize, wait a minute, what did I actually do? And then they find out all, all it takes is a little bit of Googling and you find out what you did. And it's, it's uh, my heart goes out. I mean, even for those who are hearing me right now, describe this without a doubt, there's going to be somebody that's hearing this, that that was your experience. And that was your mindset. And my prayer is that you see that what happened was not the end of you. What happened was not the end of peace. God has mercy. And boy, for all of the women that's gone through that, I pray that they find someone that they can talk with, pray with, give this to the Lord. And yes, turn away from that kind of lifestyle. But boy, there's nothing in my heart but compassion for those that have gone through. But we need to stop the onslaught of more people, not only losing yeah. their lives, but women. And as you said earlier, and it's so accurate, men are affected by this, maybe not as directly uh, in their own body as <laughs> regardless of what is being told uh -huh. us in the media today, men are not going to have babies, Jill. That, <laughs> that's a newsflash. Did you know that? <laughs> Men are yes, not yes, I, I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's... I'm not quite sure how we, oh, how we watch goodness. that pregnancy grow in oh. a man 
man. I mean, oh my goodness, it's just what where we've come from today, or where we've come to today. It just blows my ever loving mind. I, all the time, I'm going like, you know, this is nuts. But we're dealing yeah. with a news media that is complicit with the lies, and they are putting stuff out there that are are just outlandish lies about about this whole issue about the whole transgender. I mean, it's all a convoluted mess and it's going to take revival in the heart. I do believe for this nation to come back and, and have a semblance of, of kind of sanity about this whole issue, but it is, it is a crazy time right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, you know, there are a lot of books written about this and a lot of, a lot of organizations talking about this. And I do ask the listener who's with us today that they seek out information, just go to your website, go to a website that talks about, um, about abortion versus adoption or mm-hmm. adoption you know, versus parenting, get, get some understanding of the other options that exist. And then I suggest you find out what a real abortion is like, because it's, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's a, it's a business that goes as fast as possible to get as many people through as possible because they make more money. And once you are in that situation there's nothing you know sometimes doctors who do this say well we're very kind we're very and i just feel like saying you can't be there's no way you are taking from a woman a life and so inside you you're thinking no big deal but she's feeling that she knows that yeah and so there's the lie immediately that i care about you i'm doing this because i care about you Nope, you're doing it because you're making good money. Yeah, big money. And we had uh, at a, an event up in Gainesville, I was uh, privileged to hear a former uh, abortionist, a, a doctor who was in it and gave the story about why and just exactly the, the motivation behind all of the abortions, behind Planned Parenthood. It is exactly what you just said. It's not money. It's big money, big money. And that's what's driving it. And it's incredibly sad. Jill Taylor is my guest. We're going to be back with Jill coming up. She leads the Choose Life Radio Network. She's heard right here on The Shepherd twice a week in the noon hour on the weekend on both Saturdays and Sundays across the network. We'll be back with Jill in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. On the line with me right now, Jill Taylor from Choose Life Radio Network. Again, heard here on The Shepherd. And that happens uh, on the weekends at 12.05 on Saturday and also again on Sunday. What a great program. Uh, If you've not heard it, you've got to mark it down to listen and it is really a wonderful program. Before we get going more into some of the things that we have talked about already, give us a little bit of background for those that may not have heard your first visit with us oh. uh, back several, <laughs> when you first began on The Shepherd, actually. Uh, tell us how it is that God put in your heart for this whole thing about Choose Life Radio. How did that come about? I'd love to tell you. Um, we moved from California to 
Ohio. Uh, Ohio is where my husband was born. California is where I was born. So we had a number of years with my family, my large family. And uh, then when we came here, uh, Howard's parents were here. So we moved here and I had been teaching in California. And I thought, oh my goodness, it's in Ohio, they have such different restrictions. And so I thought, I don't know if I want to go back through all of this. What am I going to do? And my husband called and said, you know, they're looking for someone to start a little group uh, with people who are um, who have just had brand new babies. And so I said, well, I'd love to do that. That'd be great. (laughs) All of ours did well. (laughs) That's right. So so I enjoyed that for a short time, really a short time when the the officers came to me and said, would you be willing to step in and be the director of this organization? We need a, a temporary director. So temporary lasted for 18 years. <laughs> and uh, so we always think about what what's ahead if, if someone says temporary. But it was wonderful. It grew. It, it, we just had a, an exceptional opportunity to, to uh, go from one county to another and to really uh, spread out so that many um, options were available for women who were making decisions about life. When I did that, um, I just fell in love with it. And then came the time when you're when you're someplace so long there, a board gets to where they worry. Are we going to be able to replace you if (laughs) so? We're going to start looking. And I said, no problem. I'm ready whenever. And they found someone and I stepped away. And then I said to my husband, what am I going to do? I'm not ready to sit here at home alone with no kids and and at that time just one dog so I said (laughs) this has got to be changed he called me on a he was on a trip to a he's consulting for numerous uh, ministries and he was on a trip to Indiana and he called me early in the morning just after he'd left and he said I think God is asking us to do radio and I had that wonderfully spiritual response I said, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You're nuts. And and so he said, okay, well, why don't you think about it? And then we'll talk about it when I get home. Well, I did think, and I did pray. And I did think, God, you, if you, if you want me to do this, you got to go with me on it. Cause I, I really don't think I can do radio. Mm. And when Howard came home, we said, okay, let's just start on one station here, and um, we did. So there were very few people hearing us. It wasn't a great big station, but we got our we got our wings out there and began to. I began to learn how to to interview better than what I thought I was able to do. <laughs> so, well, were you yeah. ever told prior to this? Were you ever told how pleasant your voice is? No. And my husband would never tell you that. I think he's heard it when it's not so sweet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you have a great broadcast voice. You really do. Oh, oh that's very kind of you. Thank you so much. Um, I think God so prepared me for, for this because of what I experienced in the pregnancy centers and mm-hmm. watching watching gals come in uh, scared because their boyfriend said, if you don't get rid of this, I'll never be with you again. And just all the the terror that they go through of making a decision so um i was thinking you know there's a there's a psalm i think it's in the psalm 49 and and it says no man can redeem the life of another 
or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he would live on forever and not see decay. That's exactly right. That's Psalm 49. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it's about the fact that for money, people will convince you it's the right thing to do. And, wow. you know, I just didn't, I didn't understand any of it. So now that, you know, that I've had the opportunity for God to instruct me in the ministry of pregnancy centers, I feel like he is ready to just constantly be holding me up in interviews and getting, getting people who are capable of really being articulate about the laws and about the things that people are fighting against, as well as women and men who have made a choice that broke their hearts, as well as those who said, I chose life, but I was so scared. And those, those people have awesome stories. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just great to, to hear how God redeems it all. So. Well, all of us are very glad that you listened and that you and your husband prayed and you started off in this uh, new direction. Uh, and even the term uh, Choose Life, the, the phrase that you use to identify Choose Life Radio Network, uh, that phrase I itself is a big deal to choose life. And that's really what we're asking all of our listeners to do, whether or not it's... Uh, they are believers. If, if you're a, an unbeliever and you're hearing, you've tuned in and maybe it was you thought a big coincidence that you're listening to all this because mm -hmm. you found yourself pregnant. I, I don't believe there are any such thing as co coincidences when it comes to that. I believe God is speaking a message and that message you're getting out there every week. And it's a big one to choose life. You know, I think of the Bible verse that Joshua said, there is now before you death and life. What are you okay. going to choose? And well, we're okay. called to choose life. That's what we yeah. should do. And boy, you mentioned something that I'd love for you to, to fill out now for us. And that is the one of the wonderful things that if a, an unplanned pregnancy happens that the mom can do, and that is to choose to uh, give their, their child up for adoption. Now, uh -huh. I know that a lot of people hear that and they think, oh, yeah, but who wants to do that to a child? Well, it's such a greater uh, uh, option than the other. It's so uh -huh. great. I mean, the child will one day thank you. And believe uh -huh. it or not, they really will. Tell us about your own, your own process, uh, if you will. How did that start up with the desire to adopt a child? Well, that's a good question. We um, we had had our firstborn, and four years later, we had not been able to get pregnant again. And I went to see my sister. I was very distraught. We had lost. We'd had that six month. Um, yeah, I'm in, so in the sorry. uterus baby, and we lost that one. So my, I went to my sister in Texas and spent uh, a couple of weeks. My husband went with me and then came home to uh, take care of things. And we were at that point in Indiana. And so I, I just really struggled. I talked with my sister for a long time about how this could be that maybe, maybe we'll only have the one. And she gets the call from a friend of hers in, in California saying, do you know anybody 
who would be willing to adopt a child. We've got a woman here who is determined to place for adoption instead of have an abortion, but she will not have a child. And Judy said, you're kidding. <laughs> and she's looking at me and I, I don't hear the conversation yet. And she said, I'm going to put my sister on the phone. And here she is. This is Jill. And she filled me in and I said, I really believe our, that we, my husband and I would both be on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and, wow. um, and so uh, I gave Howard a call and uh, we literally met with a, a um, counselor, a social worker, and got our side of the uh, thing arranged and she had already used her uh, made made her choice and so we flew back out to california and picked up a little baby boy um, oh that's so great he was two days old and um and he's been the most incredible gift <laughs> he is just something else first of all he's six foot three i think he's just really tall and big muscles and and a few tattoos without a doubt <laughs> i look at him and i say would you be would you be able to come over and uh help me with the deck i can't i can't get it done and dad's too he you can't handle it either so Doug comes over does what needs to be done and we live the closest to him and his wife and family so such a such a joy well that is a great story thank you for sharing that and you know that is a story that needs to be told time and time again some of the people uh, dear friends of mine that were adopted they have the biggest heart for pro-life issues and because they realize that their life was spared they yes. realize that someone, their mother, even though, and, and many of them have reconnected later on with their birth mother, and yeah. and some want to that haven't been able to find their birth mother. Uh-huh. But at either case, they are so grateful that their birth mother made that call and yeah. had that option. That is the greatest of those options. If you're not going to keep the child and love the child yourself, you love the child enough to give that child to someone who will. And right. that is a, a beautiful way to choose life. And Mike, I think what you what you said earlier, I just really want to hammer that in to anyone who's listening. And because if you don't want that child it's understandable it may have been a rape it may have been uh with a relationship that you are not together now whatever is the reason that you don't feel you can feed one more if you will place that child for adoption and say whenever that child is ready to meet me i'm ready to meet that child you will be so blessed by the adult who walks into your life and mm. says, thank you, mom. Thank you for giving me life. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going on with my family. And it's nothing but joy, but it brings tears to my eyes because I know that if someone had adopted, I mean, someone, excuse me, I know that if someone had chosen not to give life to Doug, Mm-hmm. We would have missed out on so much. He is just the sweetest. He's our only son. We never had another son. So we did have another little girl 
And so God was more than gracious to us. So three, um, and then that little girl brought me two more girls, brought us two more girls from South Africa. And we have a completed family of five at this point. <laughs> mm, that's wonderful. Oh my gosh, that's such a great story. And that reminds me of hearing something that I heard recently at a, a convention. I was there and uh, the guy who was speaking was telling us why he had six sons. And, you know, some people are just blessed with lots and lots of children naturally born. That doesn't happen to everybody. But he says, somebody asked me, why is it that you have such a large family? Why is it that you had six sons? And he said, well, the answer to that is very simple. We wanted a daughter, too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I guess at some point you realize that it's just not going to be the will of the Lord, I guess, after six. Uh, but, uh, the, but those six are going to make up the most wonderful. I mean, you've got a basketball team and one on the bench when you have that going on right there. That, that, that's right. That's exactly, that's exactly what's happening. This is so, uh, this whole thing of adoption is, uh, it is so wonderful. And again, for those who might know someone that is facing an unplanned pregnancy. There, this this thing that has happened to Jill and to Howard can happen to someone else through that person. And I just cannot stress enough. Again, from uh, I hope you can hear the pastor's heart coming through. A lot of times, Jill, a lot of women who make the decision to go ahead and to have that abortion is because they they think I, I, it just can't go through all of the difficult work of adoption. They think I, I, that's just too hard and it's too long. And what what if they end up with the wrong family? And they go along that line and they just don't realize the level of difficulty that's going to face them if they choose to have that abortion uh -huh, uh -huh. and the pain. And, and there are so many people who are waiting to adopt that you literally get to choose the family. Mm. You get to choose the family. And so you'll be amazed, uh, listener, in, in terms of who who comes along that just matches you and, and makes you feel totally at home. And that's the person that you're going to say, okay, I can, I can place adoption here. Wow. How can people connect with you, Choose Life Radio Network? How can they do that? You can go to chooseliferadio.com and uh, leave me a note there. Uh, that's our website. And also all of the interviews that we have done really since we began are logged there. So you can take a peek at some of the, some of the interviews and just listen to one or two, whatever you'd like to do. But I love to get information from you and I will respond, I promise. And I love it. My guest today, we're going to be back with her for one more segment, okay. is Jill Taylor. Jill is from up in uh, Ohio, and we're talking today over a very nice phone line, by the way. It sounds like you're just right in the same room with us. Jill Taylor leads the Choose Life Radio Network, heard every Saturday and Sunday at 12.05 right here on The Shepherd. So tune in this week and you'll hear Jill. I'll be back with her in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. On the line with me right now, Jill Taylor, Choose Life Radio Network, heard uh, on a bunch of stations. Now, I recently heard that you've expanded, and you're into the hundreds of stations across America. Is that right? It's, it's 730 oh, stations right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
<laughs> God is so good. He's My, so good. And radio's so expensive. <laughs> I'm going to have to get your autograph. <laughs> no, you don't need my autograph. You know, you're you're doing fine, sir. <laughs> this is awesome. Seven hundred plus. That's just wonderful, and that is purely a testimony to how effective this is. How the, your production of this show is done so well. And again, I I uh, I believe I'm I misquoted the time. I think it, uh, we have you coming on at twelve oh four both days. So uh, four minutes after, it's right after the news. Tune in here on The Shepherd and listen to Jill Taylor and her program, Choose Life Radio Network. Now, Jill, we were talking earlier in the segment and you brought up uh, the impact not only on the, the mom who is pregnant, who is considering and sadly may have already uh, made the decision to abort that child and then the aftermath of the mom. But one thing that's not talked about is the aftermath in the dad that was involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes they're not married. Oftentimes it's a boyfriend, girlfriend situation and they're involved sexually and she gets pregnant. What is often not talked about is the big impact in the life thereafter on that mm-hmm. dad, because oftentimes he was the one that was recommending that the the wife or or that the girlfriend rather gets that abortion and then he's left with a mountain of regret and guilt right mm-hmm. right and i think that uh, our culture says the only important thing about that man is his financial support that is not true that's right the important thing for that child is to have both a father and a mother who love him and or her and so one of the things that uh we can't discard men and just say well it's not you're not carrying the child you don't get to have any decision you wouldn't have that child that you're carrying if i didn't have a a part in all of this so that's the that's the response and and it it needs to be a loving response saying i am more than willing to be there and help and financially help and help raise that doesn't mean you have to marry me. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, you, you have to say, okay, we're going to live together so that we can be parents. doesn't have to happen that way. There are a lot of situations where Mm -hmm. there are split families. It's wonderful. However, if you have a child between you, there's going to be some romantic uh, drawing that takes place because you're both dealing with a child. You, you literally had, part of the creation yes. responsibility. So I think that uh, really we need to do a lot more honoring of fathers to understand that they do have a right, that they do have uh, wisdom. And I can't stress that enough. I think we as women often are the ones who are spontaneous and I'm just going to go take care of this. But usually the man is going to say, well, have we really looked at all of this? Have Mm -hmm. we really have we really made sure this is what we want? And even if they both agree to place for adoption, both of them can know where that child is because they're parents. They're both involved parents. So I, I strongly recommend that we don't rush to what the world is telling us is the easiest way to solve the problem of mm-hmm. an unplanned 
pregnancy. It is not the easiest. It is the harshest. And and it will be with you all your life. That's and you right. wish that you hadn't done it. Uh just because, and, and I, I think sometimes we see these people out uh, parading and saying, I've had seven abortions or I've done this, or they look so happy. <laughs> but the reality is God's, God's gift is life. And we can't be happy when we throw his life away. Yeah. We can't be happy when he take, when we take the gift that he gave us and not just place it in someone's home, but throw it sometimes in a garbage can behind an abortion clinic. Oh. Um, we, we can't be proud of that. And that happens all the time, you know, all the time, all the that time people find in the trash cans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah. So for any dad that, out there that uh, was a part of an abortion and you are are feeling this pain uh, there are lots and lots of organizations and all you have to do really is contact one of the uh the uh, either the the clinics that are pro-life clinics uh women's clinics that help there's in gainesville there's one called sira choices in orlando and i'm so grateful to be part of that choices uh, oh. organization myself uh, on the board, I'm so grateful that I have that privilege to do that, because right. this it means it means that people do indeed have a choice, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, because of the name choices, Jill, they'll come thinking that we are uh, an abortion uh, clinic. They'll think that they can get an abortion, and we're giving them what the other side doesn't give them as a choice. Mm-hmm. You'll never right. hear Planned Parenthood say, "Well, you've got a choice. You could th- right. no, no, you won't hear that." You're going to hear only their side, uh, but uh, there are organizations that have counseling groups, some support groups for dads who have gone through uh, the abortive process. So uh-huh. please get help. Find people who you can talk to. And, and they also, they also, Mike, they have usually um, classes for the parents as they're going through the pregnancy. If they choose to go through, they again, they don't have to be married. They are, they are two people who have put together their sexual life and ended up with a child on yep. the way. And so they get an opportunity to take some classes on when it's his turn to have the baby. How do you put a diaper on a baby? You know, you need to know that. Right. And so those are the things that I think those pregnancy centers across America, and there are over 600 pregnancy centers across America and only 200 and I think 27 now um, abortion clinics. So let's keep praying that the teeter totter lands on that heavy end of, of support and help so that life can be brought to fruition in this world as God planned it. And those pregnancy centers, those clinics for women are becoming more important than ever if Roe v. Wade is turned over because Uh it's not going to be that uh, that Supreme Court decision will end abortion. It just means it goes back to the states. Right. And the states will be now the one that will be the leading. And we know that there are some states, they've already declared that they're going to make abortion illegal across the board. Other states like New York and California, we're, we're going to see an alarming rise. We're already seeing it in chemical uh-huh. abortions. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Our work is just going to be beginning. 
if that Roe v. Wade is overturned, right? You're right. You're right. Going back to the old days when you either went to California or you went to, to New York to have an abortion. Yeah. I mean, it's just God help us if, that we keep tracking the same way. Mm. I would pray that the people in New York who are voting and the people in California who are choosing leaders, you look for somebody who will support life. That is so important in those large countries, Arizona, some of the ones that are at risk. We just we just need to be on our knees for this country. It's for sure. And again, uh-huh. just a call to pray for those justices right now, the Supreme yes. Court justices, that there will not be a single incident that would threaten their lives because whoever leaked that document, I'm I'm praying that they they bring that person to light and that they bring that person before the weight of the law. I, I uh, agree with what you said. It was against the law for them to do what they did. They right. they broke a law that should be punishable. And in so breaking that law, they've put all of these justices lives really uh, at risk. And, and now we're seeing that with these Horrible protests outside the homes. Someone even leaked the, the addresses for all of the justices. And so right. it's just untold what they're having to go through. But it right. appears that they're hanging strong and they're staying with their their plan and not just succumbing to the, the mob violence that's yeah. out there. Mike, I want to tell you something that maybe they can hold on to it. There's a book that I picked up um, when our son was young and it's called knots on a counting rope it's by bill martin and and uh illustrated by ted rand it's a great book to if you're a father read to your son or if you're a mother to read to your to your child but it's it's a, a grandfather who is telling the story over and over to his grandson they're they're native americans and it's a great picture on the front of him holding this knotting this rope and every time he tells him the story about his beautiful birth they put another knot in the in the counting rope uh-huh. and i just i've i found this book i read it to my son and my son received it as a christmas gift and he read it to his I don't think it takes just a man to read that story, but I do think a man can really enjoy reading that to a child um, before it's born or after it's Mm -hmm. born. (laughs) You know, what a wonderful visual that is, isn't it? To have something like that that you can hold in your hand and you can look and each knot representing a moment where uh, life through a story from a loving grandfather or dad was passed along or mom was passed along to a child, they can always remember that, uh, I don't care what the enemy would come and say that I don't know. Yeah, you do know. You know the story that was told to you and the knot is there to prove it. I love that. Oh, good, good. I hope you I hope you and our listener get a hold of a copy of it. I may send you one, Mike. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd love to see this. Hey, Jill, tell us a little yes. bit about who you've got coming up on your program. Ah, we have Janet Parshall coming up next, and she uh, does an excellent job of talking about what D.C. is going through right now because of the issues that that you just mentioned in terms Mm -hmm. of our nation uh, and the Supreme Court um, (laughs) 
what's the word I want? Yeah, the, the, the Roe v. Wade or the uh, v. Dobbs Wade Mississippi issue. case. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she's she does a fantastic job of slowing down a little bit. She talks so fast normally. She slows down for me a little bit so I can really understand what she's saying. But And then after her, we have Tom Glessner. And Tom Glessner is, has been such a friend to the pregnancy centers. All of his work has been to keep them from having to uh, bow to what sometimes the people on the other side want us to do. So, for instance, there was a point they were trying to force all pregnancy centers to first and foremost go tell the person who's coming in for help, this is where you can get an abortion. It's just down the street or mm. it's, it's it's in the next city or whatever. So uh, that never went into law. And that's because of Tom Glessner fighting that case for us in court. Um, those two interviews are so, so clear and so understanding of what we're facing as a nation. So I would recommend definitely go back to the website if you can't catch it, catch it on the radio. Love to have you catch it on the radio. I think that's the best. But if you can't, go back to chooseliferadio.com and you'll get to hear that. And you can maybe... Uh, swim around a little bit in those interviews and see if there's anything that you might want to share to your your child uh, getting married or having a baby or whatever. I, I think you'll enjoy it. I have so enjoyed chatting with you today, Jill. Thank you for being with us and thank you for the message that you give every week. Uh, again, heard daily uh, or on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday here on the Shepherd Radio Network just after the news and the noon hour uh, it's called the Choose Life Radio Network with Jill Taylor. Jill, thanks again, and we'll look forward to hearing uh, this with Janet. She spoke at our NRB a couple of years ago and lit it up. She's really good. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you so much for letting me come and, and be with you. I, I appreciate you, and I, I constantly like to listen to people like you so I can learn a little more. Oh, thank you're so you. kind. God bless you. And friends, thank you for being with me today. Yet another day here on Afternoons with Mike on the Shepherd Radio Network.